Welcome to Recharge the Soul Show, a place where we aspire to take our tips and tools we teach in our mind, body, and soul recharging women's retreats and put them in this here podcast. You're wanting to up-level, uplift, and shift into a constant flow state of joy, then you came to the right space. And we are your hosts. She's my daughter, Bailey. And she's my mom, Ann, aka the Shaman Mom. We could not be more grateful to have you here with us. And we hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Recharge the Soul. Um, I'm smiling while saying this because <laughs> we've made it through a crazy moon, but we'll get to that. I have my co-host here. Lorianne and I'm excited to be here too and we're actually in the same house and we're not in bed and we're not in bed we're on the couch because it has some joyful um, blankets on it all about the holidays so we're excited to sit on them yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so how have you been I've been good today I'm feeling really calm but I think it's just because we just came off that wave oh my god (laughs) of the full moon so my energy is really grounded right now I just got done with a really good workout Um, I'm really um, grateful to be able to share the subject we're going to be talking about. And I'm also grateful that you survived the full moon. What the heck? Holy flipping moly. That's all I'm going to say. I had a rough full moon experience. (laughs) (laughs) I I was traveling back to the United States midst the build up to this Gemini full moon. No shade towards Geminis out there, but it was a crazy one. It was crazy. And the energy I felt like, not just because of what happened to me during Mm -hmm. it, but I do feel like the energy during it was really chaotic and intense. And triggering. And triggering. It Mm -hmm. seemed like everybody around me, even throughout the airports, were just Mm -hmm. hostile and quick to like (laughs) jump down each other's like backs and... But anyways, I was trying to get home from Costa Rica and I had left, um, I think two days after my mom or a day after my mom. And I got like the second I landed in the United States, it was just insanity. It was insanity. (laughs) My my flight, one of my flights, um, it was my last flight through spirit, um, got canceled. I found out as I showed up to the gate and then. So I had to stay two nights in Las Vegas, and then my um, bags got lost in the process. So I just got them back this morning. Um, but I, yeah, I didn't know where they were for like four days, which was a little bit daunting. Because if you guys kind of follow us along on our social media, you know that um, your life is in those bags. Yeah, I own nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that is your house. That is your belongings. <laughs> that is all the things. And so I did have a couple of moments where I was crying at Spirit Airlines and and other places. And other places <laughs> and yeah, so I got here and we went to a hot yoga class. I cried there and sweated it out and yeah, it was just crazy, but I feel like it's now past. Well, we did a huge meditation yesterday that my husband, who is a football coach and a Montana man and a meats and potatoes guy, and he's like, you need to listen to this unicorn meditation. So just let that absorb for a minute. It's at 5.30 a.m. <laughs> football coach. I mean, you know, college football, Division One player, eating a hunter, fisherman, 
all the things and saying, you need to listen to this unicorn meditation. And guess what happens? During the unicorn meditation, Bailey gets a download. Yeah. And where was, were your bags? Well, I because it was a 30-minute <laughs> meditation it was actually amazing amazing you guys should look it up it's called unicorn meditation Mm -hmm. on youtube um but yeah i got a download that it told me to i got this weird idea all of a sudden that came out of the blue to check united airlines Mm -hmm. which they were a flight that i had taken pre like a couple flights before spirit airlines Mm -hmm. and spirit airlines told me that they would have my like they had my bags Mm -hmm. And I don't know why, but I didn't think to ask United Airlines. I was just banking on Spirit Airlines. And yeah, I guess. Well, because they were supposed them. to have your bags. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I guess <laughs> trusting them, right? <laughs> Doing the responsible thing and believing that they said that they would get their bags. They had that they had your bags. Yeah. Number one. And yeah. that they would get them back to you no matter what. And then one or two days later, no phone call from them. And then meditation and your guides and angels tell you what? Well, they told me to call United Airlines mm-hmm. at 5.30 a.m. mid-unicorn meditation. <laughs> yeah, which just goes to show And so I did, I, and I left them a voicemail, and then they mm-hmm. called me back a couple hours later, and I started crying on the phone again to um, the lady that told me she had my bags. So it's been wild. An and emotional I, roller coaster. And I have a whole new appreciation <laughs> for my suitcases. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I was so happy to see them. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is just all. And I and we had a, we, Bailey said, can you check in and see where my bags are? And I said they were in Las Vegas and you're going to get them back on Monday or Tuesday. And today is? Today is Monday. Monday. So we need to trust our instincts. We need to trust it when we get the, I knew everything was going to work out. And you all know, if you've been listening to us, we always say what, Bailey? Everything always works out. And 99% of the time, does it? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, it does. And it always works out mm. for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that happened, I wasn't going to say this because mm-hmm. it is, but I lost my passport while I lost my bags as well. Mm-hmm. And my mom told me that she had a feeling like somebody had my passport. And next thing you know, like a couple of days later after, because my our work, I have to be able to travel. Mm-hmm. And I get a call from somebody. Like losing my passport, side note, is my worst nightmare. Mm-hmm. I would rather lose my big toe. Mm-hmm. and your suitcases and my suitcases mm-hmm. but have my passport mm-hmm. and um yeah anyways i got a facebook message from this lady named gina she's a, an, an angel gina aka the, the angel, angel. <laughs> um so she had my passport so i got that yeah. back too but that Crazy was my yes. experience during this gemini full moon so mm-hmm. if you've been having like maybe your emotions you feel like are all over the place or things have just been chaos <sighs> Um, guys, we're 75% made up of water. So if you think that the full moon doesn't affect us or maybe pull us out of balance, I mean, think about how the ocean and the tides are affected by the moon. So yeah, if you do feel like your emotions are kind of all over, check where the moon cycle is and then give yourself a little bit of grace and do extra self-care. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women also cycle around the full moon. So your hormones and the full moon, which moves large bodies of water. <laughs> so just yeah. think about what it's doing to you. If it's moving the ocean, then, you know, you can imagine just like what Bailey said, what it's doing to your own personal body. Yeah. So mm-hmm. just food for thought. Mm-hmm. We made it through, guys. We're done with that. We're here to tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> a few bruises, maybe. 
Any I, bruises? Yeah, I feel like I do definitely have a couple of new hairs on my chest. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe gray hairs. <laughs> gray hairs. And it wasn't, it was, I, I felt fairly grounded, but I was triggered a lot. I did notice that, that it was very um, easy to dive into an emotion that wasn't necessarily for my highest good or those around me. My husband, my husband, woke, when we woke up yesterday so early, I was like, I don't know, I was a maniac. I was like cleaning and doing a hundred things at once and kind of bossing him around. And then we just stopped and looked at each other and started cracking up and going, what is going on? And that's how the unicorn meditation happened. Wild guys. <laughs> it's just been wild. It's just, I, like, look at the, I was driving to the yeah. airport today and mm-hmm. I kind of looked at the house from like an energetic standpoint. And I was like, it just feels like we were like three hamsters just in this house <laughs> running around with our heads cut off. <laughs> like, it's so And I true. literally started busting up laughing. Oh my gosh. We have to laugh. You that you have to laugh at at life and the journey we're on and we're about ready to dive into a subject that is somewhat heavy. And so, you know, if you don't want little people to be listening, I would, you know, not that we're going to talk about anything that they can't listen to, but, you know, I would just protect my little ones because I'm going to talk about generational healing and and I always want to be authentic and not have to, um, you know, make sure that I'm not veiling anything or holding back. I just really want to make sure that I give you guys the good stuff so maybe it can help you. And it's really, I mean, I think a lot of things that you're about to talk about, because she's going to talk about a lot of her experiences in her childhood and yeah, generations. And um, I mean, I think that unfortunately, a lot of people have similar experiences. So Mm -hmm. when we share these experiences and we do take up the space to be vulnerable it gives others permission to not have so much shame around it so they don't mm-hmm. have to feel the need to stuff it so they can bring it out. Once you bring it out to the surface, then you could begin to heal it mm-hmm. and then you stop. Mm-hmm. You stop the generational mm-hmm. curse. In, in the sunlight. Way. Yeah. So so um, I'm just going to start back when, um, when I was little. I would always ask, you know, my mom, like what – do you love dad? And she would say, of course I do. And there was always this underlying tension. And then I noticed that my, I actually started noticing like around four or five that sometimes my mom would act different at certain times of the day or night. And then one day she was drinking a highball, like a whiskey and seven. And it was like 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. And I was just like really surprised. And I said, what I go, what are you doing? She goes, well, it's noon somewhere and, and laughed it off and stuff. And so progressively, um, as time went on, the, her her alcoholism progressed and things got worse. And my dad and her kind of went even further apart and were not very nice to one another. And, and we were pretty much left to our own devices. There's four of us in total. So I have two sisters and a brother and their experiences may d- be different. My experience, I'm just going to talk about my experience, but I felt like we just pretty much raised ourselves. And so what, so, and you can imagine little people running around raising themselves. It's not a good idea. It's just like, we didn't know how to act to one another. We were not nice to one another. And you know, the repercussions of that are still, um, 
you know, having a vibrational effect on our relationship. So I don't really have a relationship with two of my sisters. I do with my older brother, who I'm super proud of. Um, he's also done a lot of work on on his own growth and own personal stuff. So I'm really proud of him and um, just has a great relationship with his wife and just love that he's done the work and done the healing, which is not easy. You have to have a certain amount of courage and you have to be motivated. So because it's not easy to bring it up and it's not easy to walk through it. So, so then I started thinking about when I was in fourth, well, I'll go back into when I was in my twenties, cause that's kind of when my healing started as I was a counselor for, um, at San Joaquin County jail. I was in, at, in school at San Joaquin Delta college. And part of my um, internship was that I was going to be a co, a co, um, holder of space, a co-counselor for this group at the San Joaquin County Jail for women to re-entry back into society. So a lot of them had trauma in their childhood and trauma in their relationships. And so we were giving them tools so that when they go back, that they could have tools to be able to manage that and not end up back in jail. So as I was doing this work, a lot of the stories that were being told to me were actually super triggering. And I was like, what's going on with me? I wasn't sure why I was having um, relatability to it. And I noticed my my sadness that I had sometime in the morning, I would feel this sadness got worse. And it started where I felt like a heavy anvil was on my chest. And then it started coming up where I started having memories of when I was little and I was actually molested for um, from fourth grade to sixth grade. And I finally made it stop. And so... And I made it stop. As a little person, I'm the one who made it stop. And it was with a family member. And I remember being re-traumatized because I told my mom about it. And she didn't make it stop. So it made me feel that I wasn't worthy. If the people who created you didn't protect you, who could really protect you? And so that's when I ended up leaning into my faith more and really opened up the door to my connection to my higher power. Thank God. Thank God for God. I mean, I'm telling you that that really was um, a huge connection that I made and I really leaned into it because I was raised Catholic and always thought you had to go through another person to connect. And that was really the first time that I realized I could go direct. And then I started praying and I started getting answers to the prayers but I still had a lot of work to do. I mean, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you all the things that happen when you have generational trauma. And the reason why I'm calling it generational trauma is because I had found out that my grandfather, which nobody really talked about her history very much on either side. And so I had a, I have my dad who has nine brothers and sisters and his mom, um, my grandmother, Grammy, lost her husband when when she was young and raising these these people she I think she married him at 16 which speaks for itself a 16 year old is not really not old enough to be having children but and he was much older than her and and a butcher and he actually had a heart attack and passed away so she had to raise these nine nine people nine children by herself so nobody really talked about that very much and then nobody talked about the other side but I did hear that my grandfather, um, my mom's dad, was very abusive to her. She was very bitter about it. And um, he died of cirrhosis of the liver. 
He's an Irish Catholic and would drink a lot and be very mean. And the more he drank, the meaner he got. So I don't know the scope of the abuse that happened with her, but there's no um, accident that I went through the abuses I did because it is handed down in generations, which means that my grandfather probably went through that, which means that his dad probably went through that and probably the women around them as well. And they just didn't know how to stop the cycle. And I believe on the opposite side, that was happening as well. So I just think that I came in and really wanted to do some work with this in my own family. Then when I, um, so through my 20s, I was just like, you know, a lot of times when you have generational trauma, you will self-medicate either with drugs or alcohol or both. You'll, you will, you won't know how to handle emotions. You're kind of, so it's, it, and so, you know, it was really not an accident that I was drawn to be a counselor because counseling is a way for, for um, they always say, doctor, heal thyself. Well, it's a way for you to work through that yourself. So anyhow, it was just a, I look at all that and I go, oh my gosh, I am grateful. And I know that that might sound, I somebody actually asked me that at the last retreat, asked me, you know. Well, we were talking about like are some of the people that maybe we feel like or they've done I want I want to be careful when I say this because it's not necessarily how I want to say it but the people that have done us wrong yeah do you know what yes yes there's a different way to say it because it's not exactly that but the people that have maybe taught us our biggest lessons yes that's our our master teachers yeah and they and somebody looked at you and you said that and they're like wait what they put that, you went through a lot of pain around that. How can that person or that situation be a master teacher? And it's because I chose that. I showed up for that. I had a relationship with with that person or I was born. I do feel like we pick our families. I'm grateful that my daughter picked me. I'm <laughs> grateful that my husband showed up when he did because he's actually truly my hero. Um, and my two two sons are amazing and I'm really grateful that we're here together and I do feel for anybody who and if this doesn't resonate with you that's totally fine but it I'm going to tell you it is totally 110% my truth that I feel that I picked my mom and I picked my dad and I picked my sisters to show up and we all did what we needed to do to get me here right now because and and to get them where they are everybody where they needed to be yeah yeah I I think that and the more you kind of dive into learning about your soul path and learning about um, just like past lives and we all come here to learn something and it's just interesting because I it's I'm still trying to figure this out but why certain people choose how, how certain people kind of come out of it and be like oh and they get that light bulb on and then how certain people don't get that light bulb well how I feel about that is that if you don't get the light bulb you get to go come back and do it again with different players and so I just wanted to get the lesson I mean I just I don't want to go through what I went through for the first half of my life again you know I just don't want to and then I so do you think that it's like uh like certain people that do get the light bulb it's just because they've had so many different lifetimes within it so maybe they're more quicker to be aware of it and maybe the other people that don't get the light bulb 
Do you get what I'm trying yeah, to Yeah, I do. I Well, what I do know is that there's certain truths, like in the Bible, it talks about free will, um, you know, about mm-hmm. choosing. And, you know, in all the great religions, they always talk about free will. We have free will. So we can decide that, no, we're just going to keep rolling around in, in, in the same lesson. And maybe if you don't get the lesson, like with this boyfriend, maybe the next boyfriend will come with the same lesson, like not, and maybe test you on it, like to not lose yourself and there'll be a little test. Well, I'm going to just get to test this yeah. and then he'll be in and out and then the, then the person, so that's, you know, then somebody else can come in or you can end up with that person. It kind of goes, I mean, we could go down this rabbit hole and talk about this I was just all. Kidding. Yeah, yeah, it just, but, it, it popped up in my head <clears throat> and I was like, huh. And I think that mm-hmm. also just to add on to it really quick mm-hmm. is that I, like I know that another thing with gener- our generations um, in our family line is that, there's deep, deep alcoholism totally on your side and on my dad's side. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I was starting to deal a lot with that, especially when mm-hmm. I started bartending. And a lot of my friends around me, because we were all pretty open and talked a lot about stuff that happened like within our ch- families. And, and they also had the same thing, like mm-hmm. alcoholism. And I think that... There, we both, all of us were aware of that, and certain people decided to kind of go in a different route, and then certain people still just are not getting it, and are still not getting rolling it. around with it. Yeah, and you know that's the beauty of life. That's why you have to honor everybody's choice. Like it's not my my decision to live your life or to live anybody who's listening's life. I just get to honor your your journey and hold space for you if you want to move in a different direction or you need some help, which is why I'm on here sharing is because if you've had, I, I do believe like one out of three women have been molested. That means that if anybody's listening to this who has had that experience, you're not alone. And, and there's, and the shame around it that you feel, I felt at one time and now I, I've healed that. And I think it's really important to talk about it because it's a real thing. If one out of three women have been through that. It has, has impact on you for your life unless you decide to heal it. And that's where free will comes in. And that's when you get to go, oh, I can choose different. And I was thinking about my children. So for me, what initially motivated me like 110% was to set boundaries around my children and protect my children because I knew this was a generational thing because of my connection with my higher power. So when I was hearing, you need to heal this, you need to move through this because you don't want your children and your children's children to go through this. And I was like, oh my gosh, hell no, I do not want that to happen to them. And then be able to heal it. You healed three generations. I've heard up to seven generations behind you. So I feel like all of your ancestors are rooting you on. I feel like they were cheering me on. I feel like they're cheering Bailey on. I feel that energy behind me. And then you get to heal all the generations in front of you because you're doing the work. You're drawing the line in the sand. I drew the line in the sand. Yeah. It was like, holy moly, never. I get, not to my children. And not to shame anybody who on here who that might have happened to your children. We all are doing our part to heal. Yeah. And it, yeah. it looks different for everybody. It you looks know? different and for everybody. And as long as you're, you're trying. Yeah. And, and it's never and too late. And it's, it's never, never too late. late. And it's, Ever. there's no point in, mm-hmm. say, if you feel like maybe you could have done better in certain situations mm-hmm. or 
whatever it may be. I think it's just so easy to shame yourself and that's and to whip yourself and to whip yourself. So we're and not doing that here. No. You've already been through enough if you've experienced that or if you know have a friend who's experienced that you've been through enough. You so now it's time to heal and so I just wanted to talk about some of the things like how do you know that you've gone through that well if you've had alcoholism in your family, if you've had um, an abusive relationship, which I've, I've had a couple of abusive relationships. Both, both emotionally and physically. Yeah, both. And, and also with even girlfriends. I've had emotionally abusive girlfriends. And so, but I, but my part in it is that I allowed it. So that's my part. So I can't, I can't um, run around being resentful or angry because I, I choose to move through it. And so I'm grateful for the experiences because here's, here's what has come out of that. If I did not go through those experiences because I did not talk to my mom for quite a few years um, before she passed away and um, I felt it like it was super necessary for my, my well-being for me to do that um, and I don't have any, I really feel like I tried 110% to make that relationship work and it, I just was on my knees every time I left um, the room from her and so I was like okay it's time for me to I have three little people counting on me it's time for me to do different and when they started picking up my kids again I was just like and when I say they you know family members I was time for me to move in a different direction so I did I was like I'm creating a healthy environment for my children and I'm going to get myself together do what I need to do and also get um give provide that for my children and so what ended up happening is that if I didn't go through that, I created my fitness company, which is Mama Boot Camp, because I needed a family. And so I needed a tribe. I needed a place where I could go, where I could have what I saw other families have, which I was really, you know, missing and hurting for and wanting. And so it was just really healing to have that. And that was a drop down for sure, 110%. I remember I was running and it was way back when I was working for um, Johnson Ranch Racquetball Club and I was a trainer and I got this download. Oh, I should create these boot camps. And um, a friend of mine, Barb Henley, and I, we, we collaborated and she had a magazine and she put together a story about women finding their finding their mojo and that became my tagline. And we just, and from there, it's just been like when I call them um, universal breadcrumbs, like the angels are putting breadcrumbs in front of me. And I just follow where I'm supposed to go. Like if God tells me to do something, I just go there because it's super, um, it's, I'm, then I'm in ease and grace and flow. If I just follow the breadcrumbs when I don't, I, you know, life is not as pretty as it can be. And so I just, uh, some of the other things that can happen is if you have, um, just to look at yourself and go, gosh, do I have, you know, anxiety? That might be a place you need to heal. If you have, if you don't feel, um, if you have shame, loss of self-worth is another one. You know, I remember Mrs. Kalowski, one of my elementary school teachers saying that I was suffering from an inferiority complex that I just had, I was painfully shy and I was trying to hide and so um, hiding is a way to stay safe. And so then I realized I didn't, ab- at, after that point, and it still happened and I still was abused, then I did everything to be so-called perfect. I got straight A's. I did, 
you know, all the things in school, yearbook editor, did all, played every sport and did all these things trying to make sure that I could stay at school, number one, after school. So I was in a safe place and then I'm not wanting to come home. And then also making sure that I did everything perfect so that nobody could say anything hurtful to me. But, you know, that leaves with you and then you end up here. I am counseling these battered women and then I had stuffed all that stuff and it all came up. And so it was just a really, a really amazing experience. I'm super grateful for it. And because now here I am wide open to my downloads from spirit, my downloads from God, and I get to lead from there. So does that make sense? Yeah, no, that does make sense. Um, so if they feel like that resonates with them, whether that be like loss of, like like you said, loss of self-worth or loss of safety, maybe you don't trust people as much. Um, maybe you feel shame. Shame. How do you, how did you start to? Gosh, I had a really great counselor who was amazing. And she did a lot of work with me on inner child work. Inner child work's huge. Inner child work is like especially, key. Yeah, especially if you have generational healing that you need to do. Right. That's such a, because it combines spirituality with also with going back and reframing and also releasing and healing and also not having, um, owning your power. Like it, it shows you as a grown woman that you can go back and take care of that little girl who is not taken care of. And that also works. I've done inner child work within mm-hmm. with Nancy a lot. And it also shows you even in your adult life, um, different situations that may come up where you are not honoring that little girl mm-hmm. and like different ways where when they do pop up, when you do tend to abandon her, how you can maybe change that, the uh, narrative and... Yeah, protect her. Mm-hmm. So inner and child, love her. Like love, love her. Love is healing. Um, if you, anytime, that's why we do a lot of work on um, how you're feeling emotionally and low vibe emotion. Because when you're going in to low vibe emotion, it's generally a reaction. There usually is a higher vibe. Like if I get cut off in the car, it's really easy to go into a low. I know everybody can relate to that. You can go into a low vibe right away. That jerk or why that person cut me off or or worse. You might throw a few F-bombs out there. And, and the thing is, is, immediately when you go into that, you are, tr- you are you have been triggered. When you could just go, you know, they don't care. They're on their way. <laughs> so I always like to bring that up as, a, um, as an example because you are with you. How you react hurts only you. You're the only, or if your children are with you in the car, it may hurt them. And then they're learning, oh, when somebody does something like this, my, I have to react in a low vibe way when you could just go wish them well, just say, you know, oh, they're in a hurry. You could just say while you're with your kids, you could say, oh, they must be in a hurry and wish them well. What a different way to live, even in that moment of using that as an example. So I now have really tried when I see Um, somebody has a reaction, especially somebody that you don't know, but even when it's somebody that you do know, just go, what's my part in it? How can I, how can I make this a lesson so I don't have to go through it again? Because if you don't learn the lesson, it will come back in another person. Yeah. Or maybe even like, it doesn't necessarily have to be about how people react around you, but maybe how you 
like automatic reactions that you have to certain scenarios in your life that that are not like the best I know that I have multiple you know that I've had to like be really aware of and learn a couple of times Mm -hmm. like not to so I think it's just kind of like looking for patterns and choosing a different road Mm -hmm. because the road that you were maybe choosing prior is just not for your highest good Mm -hmm. or for anybody else Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know absolutely and so that's a really good point and I but I want to also give you guys some really concrete things that you can do to help you now you're going gosh I you know I I feel like I have um I don't trust myself or I don't feel safe in certain situations or, you know, there's been some trauma in my childhood and, or you've been molested. And so the worst thing you can do is not talk about it. So finding a trusted friend or a counselor, if you can afford a therapist, I know right now they're inundated. A good life coach is also um, really powerful. Um, Finding a, a safe space because you have to let it out. I come remember to one of our retreats. Come to one of our retreats <laughs> because they're super healing. They're super healing, yeah. And and it's it's a really sacred place just to kind of you do purge. It is like a a fast track to healing. It is a fast track to healing for sure. And we love holding sacred space. And and so the other thing that you can do so find a space, a person a therapist, a life coach to talk to. Um, The second thing is to start doing some reading on it. um, There's so much information about um, inner child work. You can go on Amazon and order a book. There's workshops. There's all kinds of different things on inner child. We actually do do a lot of that work actually in our... I think that I was about to say too, um, we'll put out a podcast soon about inner child work we're doing one on um cord cutting soon but mm-hmm. we'll do one on inner child work as well so this could be a reference mm-hmm. and then journaling if you could go back and get desensitized like I can talk about the situation that happened without um, feeling a pool in my body that's how you know if you've healed like if you can talk about it and it doesn't because I used to not be able to talk about it without sobbing and now it's just like I feel um actually really proud of myself that I've done the work I feel proud of myself that I've that my children are not going to have to go through this I feel like I've drawn the line in the sand and and I know how much courage it takes to do that and I chose to do that which I get to own that now and I love helping other women step through that too and so the other piece of that is that journaling write it down write 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 relive it put it through write a letter to the perpetrator and burn it super super cathartic super super healing and um if you need to do that a few times you can actually do it a few times if you need so for me I felt like I needed to um my the first trauma and then the second trauma of not having my mom help me I needed to write a letter to her so I did that and then I had a really healing dream and so I actually feel good about my relationship with my mom I feel like she did what she needed to do to um, help me get where I needed to get to as well which sounds I know that sounds strange but it's really um, she played her role 
And then the next thing is really strengthen your relationship with your higher power. Ask what you can do, just like Bailey did about, you know, sitting in her meditation and getting the answer to where her bags were. You can do that with big things and little things. So ask for help. And I think like the thing with meditation is meditation is such a powerful tool because at first, especially when I first started meditating, which was, I think I've been doing it for about like two years now. Um, But really it it builds your, your, your relationship with your higher power because you start at first, it's like, what the heck am I doing? And then you start getting little ahas through it. And then you start really feel like I can feel I can feel when my when my higher power is wrapped around me. Mm-hmm. And I like I had no idea that that was even a thing like mm-hmm. two years ago. And so that's the power in meditation and just finding what works for you. Mm-hmm. One of our uh, most powerful things that we do at our retreats is the higher meet your higher self meditation. Yeah, it's so powerful because I do believe that your angels are all around you right now just waiting for you to to talk to them. And, you know, your higher power is there your higher power is there and she or he whatever you choose to call it is waiting just to for you to open the door and say listen I need you to tell me what direction to go and you will get signs and uh, but we've talked about this before but I'm going to say it again is that you'll go was that a sign like was that a sign I need a, sh- a signier sign like I need a sign that really shows up and shows me exactly what direction to go Yes, I'm going to tell you right now, Bailey, was it a sign? If, it, if yes, you're asking, is sign. it a sign? Yeah, it's a sign. <laughs> and just keep asking for them too. Like mm-hmm. I asked for help with my bags when I found out I lost them. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I think just diving into it and just being okay with it, being messy. Mm-hmm. And maybe but, messy at first. Yeah. And so, I mean, because you need to purge. You do need to purge. Yeah. And so just... Mm-hmm honor yourself through it and if you and I think also finding support is huge so I think being brave enough to kind of and it it could be baby steps you it's totally understandable and yeah if you if it's too much to dive into at first um but I think asking for support and I think investing Mm -hmm. into therapy is one of the best things that you can do for Mm -hmm. yourself and I think that's a way to honor yourself and to choose yourself mm-hmm. and also just even be proud of yourself for yeah taking that step um but I know that you it was a long journey for you and mm-hmm. I think that also maybe you have to be okay with not necessarily cutting certain people out of your life but maybe it does look like taking a step back from I, them I had to definitely cut some people out for, yeah. for sure for me and for you know, after trying and and it was important. But yeah, you get to decide that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's like, I know that you cut some people out and then maybe tried again. And then you're like, oh, okay, no, actually like this, you can't be a, like, we can't be a part of each other's lives and that's okay. Um, But yeah, just, and maybe some people like you, it is just a step back for a little while just so you can get like strong within yourself and maybe they need to do their work too Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is both of you have to choose to do the work and I think that was the thing with with those relationships that you had to cut out they weren't doing the work and so Mm -hmm. everybody talks about doing the work but it's like yeah we we have to heal there's been so much 
honestly shit that has happened Mm -hmm. in year past years and we're at this phase in the world Mm -hmm. where we're shifting and whether you recognize it or feel it or not but the consciousness is shifting and people Mm -hmm. are wanting to heal so we all have to do it it's amazing how much inner child work comes up in my life coaching with my with my clients i mean there's i want you guys all to know you're not alone there are so many women right now who are working through um, trauma, generational healing, inner child work. So you're not alone. Every, it, it is the time on the planet for people to heal and move through and find love and support one another. Our One of our most amazing things that we do at our retreats is that at the end we put people in the queen's chair and we just love on love on that person. And I'm telling you, it is uncomfortable for women just to have love poured into them. And that makes me sad but also determined (laughs) (laughs) to pour more love because they you know the more love you can hold the more you can give you can't give what you don't have yeah and so I do have um one last thing that I want to say about the generational healing is um it's like the layers of an onion so the layers of so first you get through the first layer and you go okay I'm, I'm done for a while and then you can rest and then you get through the next layer and the next layer So for me, I got down to like the pearl of the onion. And then for me, the last step for me was to take it in my hands and actually just give it up to God. And once I did that, that's when I was really free. Like I don't feel it anywhere in my body. Yeah, that's a good point. I've actually never heard of. I just talked about in that way before. Yeah, I just took it in my hand and I just released it up to God and he was happy to take it. Hmm. So I know this is a bigger conversation, but we just wanted to kind of bring it up because we're both, Bailey and I are both highly aware that there's so many, so many women who are coming to our retreats who are talking about um, inner child work, uh, trauma, going through um, healing. And so we just wanted to give you a place to start thinking about it and planting a seed that maybe it might be time for you to do some looking at some of your behaviors that are maybe just triggers for trauma. And, um, and we just want to just tell you how much we love you and appreciate you showing up here and listening to our podcast. And we're sending you, it's Christmas um, this this Saturday. So we want you to have a wonderful holiday, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. And just take care of yourself. Do the things that make you feel, yeah, like I said, filled up. And mm-hmm. so... Yeah, and I, last thing is January 2nd is coming up. We have a, a big event. I'm so, so excited. excited. <laughs> so if there is a couple, there's some a little bit of room left um, if you're hearing this in time. And you can sign up through the website at readtreasuresoul.com. It's from 10 to 4. It's a it's Sunday. And so, yeah, it's going to be such a good day and full of just uplifting and light and just meeting and just being around good people and get picking us up some tools. We're going to be talking about manifesting for 2022. Yeah. So we love you guys. We really do. <laughs> so great. And um, yeah, thank you for listening in on this. This was a bigger conversation. And if you need some support or just to kind of, um, yeah, just reach support, out. reach yeah. out to us. Yeah. We're always... We're always around for an open ear. But in the meantime, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Sending you massive love. All the love. Bye. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye.